Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. I don't know if this one's going to do the same thing. We're going to try something here. There we go. As you come here this morning into the house of the Lord, and we do indeed regard this as the Lord's house, what is your expectation? What have you come seeking in this place? I suppose that can vary among every one of us here. Perhaps you're here out of a sense of duty or obligation that this is the place you are to be. Maybe you're expecting a sense of fulfillment. Something's missing and you want something that will fill that void. Perhaps you are here expecting some sort of experience of the divine, the supernatural, the godly. Something where you feel God at work. Maybe you're here expecting order in the middle of chaos and confusion and the hardship of living as the people of God in this world. I think our experience as Christians teaches us that we, we often have expectations of God and it seems as though God often doesn't meet them. We have something we're we're looking for, something we're seeking, something we're expecting from our Heavenly Father, and yet it seems it doesn't, it's not really there. John the Baptist is no different. We hear in the beginning of our Gospel, Matthew 11, verse 2, that John was in prison. John, the bold, dynamic preacher of repentance, come to prepare the way of the Lord. He's in a prison cell, hearing about what Jesus is now doing. When John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, He sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? Here came John preaching the word of the Lord and then it's followed up by prison. We can understand that John would have not seen that as what he would have expected. John, of course, was the fulfillment of our Old Testament reading from Isaiah chapter 40. He is the voice crying 
In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. In other words, the one whom John came to prepare the way for was going to come and move the earth, lower the mountains, raise up the valleys. And what happened? John ended up in prison. John would lose his head in that prison. Not what John was expecting. So he sends his disciples to Jesus to ask, are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? The coming of the Lord was supposed to upset the status quo, just like John's preaching had done. And maybe that's how it goes for you. Maybe you're not finding what you're expecting from your God. This great, mighty God of ours, where are the great and mighty things? When I come to church on Sunday morning or any other day that I live as God's person, I don't don't feel it. I I don't see God at work in my life. I don't sense a difference. Well, join John in the long line of people For whom Jesus didn't meet expectations. Jesus answered them, go. Tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up. And the poor have the good news preached to them and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus sends word back to John that indeed God is at work even when it's not meeting our expectations. Even when our eyes tell us differently, Jesus is at work in ways that are beyond our field of sight. Jesus Gives sight to the blind, causes the lame to walk, cleanses the lepers, gives hearing to the deaf, raises the dead, and he is the preacher of good news to the poor. It was Jesus who back in Matthew 5, at the beginning of his Sermon on the Mount, had told the crowds, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Even when your eyes betray you, even when your expectations of your God have been let down, you, the poor in spirit, you, who fail to see God at work, know that Jesus, by the preaching of his word, by his death on the cross, by his victory over the tomb, has already established a kingdom for you. 
that Jesus does reign and rule for the poor, for the broken. That he is indeed bringing down mountains and raising up valleys. Though eyes do not see it, know that every barrier, every mountain, every stony heart of sin is broken down by the one who sheds his blood on the cross, who gives himself into death, that he might take his life up again in victory. He tells Jesus, the crowds, he tells them, what did you go into the wilderness to see? Because no doubt the people listening to Jesus were thinking it too. Here was John, this bold, brash preacher of the word of God, a prophet, and yet Jesus says, more than a prophet. John was the last prophet. The other prophets foretold of a coming Messiah that was years, even centuries into the future. And yet John pointed directly to Jesus and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. John is more than a prophet because he is indeed the final prophet. He is Elijah come again to reveal the Messiah to the people of God. He is the preacher of repentance that calls hearts to turn to the Lord, to that Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And yes, Jesus comes and he is moving the earth. Bringing down mountains, raising valleys, even here, even in you. I don't know what expectations you have each brought here today. But remembering John's call to repent, to return our hearts to our God, don't deny what Jesus is doing here and now. In fact, let me give you a different set of expectations. Expect sins to be forgiven by the blood that Jesus shed for you. Expect the promise of the dead being raised, knowing that you live as those over whom death has no power. Expect good news to be preached to you, the poor in spirit. Expect that the death of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago is now made manifest here among us. That very blood that he shed 2,000 years ago at a point in ancient history, that blood is a cleansing river that flows throughout the ages, even into our mouths today, as we receive his blood with his body at his table. Expect it. That Jesus is doing all he has promised to do. In defiance of what your eyes see, 
Mountains are brought low and valleys are raised up. Stony hearts become fertile soil for the word of God. And the blood shed by Jesus flows over us. A cleansing flood. Dear Christians, what Jesus is doing here Now, in this moment, as we await his coming in glory, it is earth-moving stuff. It is changing the course and the trajectory of all of human history. Because where the godless and the faithless look at the world around us and place their hope In the world. They have only disappointment. To expect. But for those of us in Jesus. We expect something entirely different. That the word of Christ and his cross. And his victory over the grave is good news for the poor. For those who have not received what they have expected in this life from their God. He holds before you a kingdom that is of of greater value than anything else. And it is yours. It is yours now. Expect it. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.